With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Iceberg Recap, your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. It is once again a victory Saturday for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Back-to-back wins for them as they take out, obviously, the New York Islanders earlier this week with a 7-0 victory. The question was, how would they be able to follow it up? Would they be able to keep the momentum rolling against the St. Louis Blues team that, yes, despite their place in the standings, has been playing some very good hockey as of late. The Penguins end up winning this one by a final score of 4-2 to two over the St. Louis Blues at PPG Paints Arena. Like I mentioned, the Blues came into this game looking really good, winning five of their last seven games since firing their head coach, Craig Berube. They've gotten on a little bit of a heater. They've gotten that post-coach firing bump, and the Pittsburgh Penguins were running headfirst into a team that had a whole lot of energy coming into this one. But as you watched the game, you saw early on that the Penguins, they were up for the challenge. They looked good in the first five minutes. Crosby's line was dominant basically all night long. That was the best line for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Evgeny Malkin had a little bit of extra jump in this game. The third line started off pretty good. The fourth line had a shift here or there in the early going. And then the legs of the St. Louis Blues caught up to the Pittsburgh Penguins. A penalty midway through the first period by Ryan Graves turned the tide basically for the entire game. The Penguins did get their opportunities. They were able to get goals. They were able to get the lead. But for the most part, the St. Louis Blues controlled a whole heck of a lot of the possession in this game. They had more chances in this game, and it seemed like they were the aggressor more often than not, and the Penguins were just trying to defend their own zone, and a lot of this goes on the shoulders of Tristan Jari. He had a terrific game, as we'll talk about. He is going to be one of the three stars, spoiler alert, for this one. But like I mentioned, you look at what the Blues were able to do, a lot of their offense, a lot of the damage that they were doing was off of the rush. The Penguins did a good job once the Blues got possession in the offensive zone. The Penguins did a good job of keeping them to the outside, making most of these points come from the from the point. Shots come from the point, excuse me. And doing a good job, Tristan Jari first and foremost, making sure there aren't a lot of rebounds. And the Pittsburgh Penguins did a half-decent job of keeping the Blues out from in front of the net. Obviously, it didn't translate in the third period. They did break through and get one of those goals with a Kasperi cap and in deflection, but at the same exact time, the Pittsburgh Penguins did a good job defending their own zone, making sure that Tristan Jari was relatively unscathed throughout this game, and he did a good job of standing tall and making the saves when he needed to. And on the other side of the puck, the Penguins 
They relied on timely offense, and they got timely offense in this one. Some special teams, they got a power play goal. They get some depth scoring with Jeff Carter kicking into it, and they were able to use that to propel themselves to a second consecutive victory at PPG Paints Arena. Let's move over to the goal recap to talk a little bit about who put the biscuit in the basket tonight for both of these teams. Drew O'Connor led off the scoring with his fourth goal of the season. This was all Evgeny Malkin. I mean, O'Connor with a beautiful finish, a great snipe to make sure that he was able to put this puck away, something that O'Connor has struggled to do this season. He made no mistake in this one, though. Fourth goal of the season for him, Evgeny Malkin, a beautiful play. He took that momentum of passing Sergei Fedorov on Wednesday, and he carried it over, especially early on in this game. That's his 17th assist of the season. And Riley Smith, with the puck bouncing off of his knee pad, he gets the fortunate assist in that one, but he's been a little bit better lately, too, so a little bit of puck luck gets him on the score sheet. Penguins shut down the, the St. Louis Blues throughout the remainder of the first period, but they do take a penalty late in the first, kill off the remainder of the first period, but then early in the second, power play looking a little bit rough in the early set going in the second period. This team has a lot of snipers, and one of them is Robbie Thomas. He gets his 15th goal of the season on a beautiful cross-ice feed from Jordan Cairo, picking up his 17th assist of the season, and also... You have to look at Tory Krug, who was able to start that play and make sure that he was getting things going for the St. Louis Blues. Later on in the second period, Penguins get an opportunity on the power play, and they make sure that they capitalize. It's been a little bit of rough going over the last couple of games. They struggled against two of the worst penalty kills in the NHL against the Ottawa Senators before Christmas, and then obviously, despite winning 7-0, the power play did not do very much on Long Island against the New York Islanders. They were able to capitalize, however, in this one with a big goal in the second period. Evgeny Malkin... Just set his skate up, directed it right into the net. Jake Gensel, a beautiful job to get it there. That was Malkin's 14th goal of the season and third in the last two games. Gino is certainly on a hot streak on the hunt for goal number 500, now 15 goals away from that marker. Jake Gensel's terrific season continues. He gets his 23rd assist on that one. And Ricard Raquel sneakily picking up points since coming back from injury. Gets a secondary assist on that one, his seventh of the season. The Penguins once again regain the one-goal lead to take it into the third period. A couple minutes into the third period, Penguins get a little bit of insurance. Jeff Carter scores his fourth goal of the game, and as we'll talk about in a little bit, that has always been a good omen for the Pittsburgh Penguins this season. Jansen Harkins picks up his first assist of the season, his first point as a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, never too late to get your first point as a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's fighting for his position, his job right now, as you can see Brian Rust waiting in the wings. You can see Yesapul Yarvi potentially waiting in the wings. Matt Nieto is starting to come back on his rehab, so Jansen Harkins trying to leave a mark, trying to make sure that he continues to hold a position in this lineup. He gets his first point of the season. Penguins go up 3-1, to one and they would have needed that goal because it was all St. Louis Blues from then on out. Kasperi Kapanen does get one in the back of the net. Seemingly, all of his points this season have come against the Pittsburgh Penguins. He gets his fourth goal of the year, cutting the lead from 3-1 to one to 3-2 to two off of a redirect of a Scott Perunovic shot from the point. Perunovic gets his sixth assist of the game in this one. Not of the game, excuse me, of the season in that one. And like I mentioned, it was very, very close at that point. Penguins, they were holding on by a thread. A couple of posts for the St. Louis Blues, so a little bit of puck luck for Tristan Jari and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And at the end of it, it was the big guys coming up big time in the end. Sidney Crosby gets his 20th goal of the season, 16th 20-goal season 
for Captain Sidney Crosby. He is an absolute machine, and he's certainly putting the puck in the back of the net at an exuberant amount this season, more so than we've seen in years past from Sidney Crosby. 20th goal of the year for him in an empty netter. Jake Gensel picks up a second assist of the game, his 24th of the season, and Eric Carlson back on the score sheet. Big for him because most of his night was not pretty, so he does get the assist there. A good finish on a bad night for Eric Carlson, but at the end of the day, they'll take it, the Pittsburgh Penguins. They get a 4-2 victory over the St. Louis Blues. They avenge a loss from an, from October that was one of the worst losses of the season when it comes to how they performed against the St. Louis Blues. So a little bit of revenge in that aspect. They do get the two points, which is huge. They get the clean two points, which is huge when you look around the NHL's Eastern Conference. A lot of these teams, Washington, last I checked, was struggling against Nashville. The New Jersey Devils lost big to the Boston Bruins. Penguins taking that opportunity. Big nights like this, big four-point swings in the standings for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's go to the three stars of the game in this one. Third star, I'm going to give it to Ricard Raquel. He might not have been a massive, you know, point of the score sheet for this one, but Ricard Raquel was a big part of that first line, and the first line was absolutely gangbusters for the Pittsburgh Penguins in this one. They regained momentum every single time they touched the ice. They were one of the few lines that every single time they went out there, they were able to create. They were able to get shots on goal. They were able to get opportunities, scoring chances. They finished with 60% of the shot attempts on the game, and they outchanced the St. Louis Blues at 5-on-5, five 13-8 five, to eight in this one. Ricard Raquel, and it was mentioned on the broadcast several times, he just looks more comfortable than he's looked all season long. Now he has five points in five games since returning from that injury. Not to mention that he also has a four-game point streak. So good to see Ricard Raquel coming around. It is massive for the Pittsburgh Penguins that he continues to go in the right direction. Second star of the game, I said he was flying around from the early going. That's Evgeny Malkin. He was absolutely on fire. And as GB99 says, Gino, I will be fire. Gino was fire 100% and he is now the second star of the game in my eyes finishes with two points in this one that assist to Drew O'Connor was a beautiful goal all set up for Malkin even in the neutral zone a good job attacking the puck attacking the offensive zone and laying a perfect pass out there for Drew O'Connor who cleaned it up at the end of the day and get the Penguins on the board early on and then Evgeny Malkin go to the front of the net Goal scorers go to the front of the net, and Evgeny Malkin goes to the front of the net. Second time he scored from right inside the paint in these last two games. He just pointed his skates the right way, and Jake Gensel being the everlasting, amazing game uh, playmaker excuse me, that he is, was able to find him, bank it off the shin pads or the, the skate of Evgeny Malkin. Not exactly sure what it hit, but it went in the back of the net, and it gave the Penguins a big boost and a big goal in the second period when they needed that momentum. First star of the game in this one, going to go to Tristan Jari. 26 saves on 28 shots, quietly had a very, very sturdy game, made a few huge saves on Blues rush opportunities. The earliest one was Brandon Saad. He seems to always get on the score sheet against the Pittsburgh Penguins. He had an opportunity early. Tristan Jari shuts it down with the shaft of his stick. A couple of other odd man rushes, Tristan Jari shutting things down. The rebound control was there. Everything was there for Tristan Jari tonight. He did give up two goals, but he still looked just as sturdy as he was in on Long Island, excuse me, and that's huge for the Pittsburgh Penguins as the calendar turns to January. They're hoping that he's able to continue to keep that pace. I saw Neil in the comment section say, great game all around, but am I alone in thinking that Carlson is just a turnover machine on the power play? I feel like he's just been a liability on PP1 all year. He had a really bad turnover in this game that almost led to, like I mentioned, it led to one of those odd man rushes that Tristan Jari came up in a massive way to shut down but yeah, that was a rough look. That specific turnover was a very, very rough look for Eric Carlson. 
Not a lot of urgency for him on the power play. And when you're playing with a guy like Evgeny Malkin, when you're playing with a guy like Sidney Crosby, you have to have urgency. You have to get them the puck, get them on one-timer opportunities. And that backhander right to the middle of the ice, it was soft, and it turned into what it was almost a 3-on-0. At least he skated back to negate the 3-on-0 and basically force the St. Louis Blues into taking a shot. But a lot of these turnovers... They're going to be costly one time or another, and, and luckily it didn't hurt the Penguins tonight, but he needs to be a little bit smarter with the puck in the defensive zone. And the reason that I highlight Neil's comment here is because that's my final thoughts of the game. Not just Eric Carlson when it comes to the power play, but mainly Eric Carlson at 5-on-5 five five and who he's playing alongside. We've all talked about Ryan Graves. It's not been a good season so far. 34 games into his Penguins tenure, and it is not looking good for big number 27. But him and Eric Carlson as a pairing, it's a mess. I mean, we all expected it to be a mess. Whenever that was happening in practice, a lot of us looked at each other. A lot of us texted each other when it comes to Penguins podcasting. Me, friend of the show, Hunter Hodes, co-host Nick Horwat, we were all saying this is not going to end well for the Pittsburgh Penguins. There is no way that a struggling Ryan Graves is going to find his game all of a sudden if you pair him up with a guy like Eric Carlson, who is, in his own right, a defensive liability, and that's exactly what those two have been on the ice together since being joined at the hip. 48% of the shot attempts together at 5-on-5, five 48% five, of the scoring chances, and 49% of the expected goals. Not awful numbers, but also not really good numbers considering when Eric Carlson is on the ice, he should be getting 52, 53, 55% considering how much offense he's able to generate at 5-on-5. Five five. It's just not going well with Graves and Carlson. We've talked ad nauseum about Ryan Graves, the issue of signing him to that long six-year contract, $4.5 million. You're not going to be able to get rid of it. You're not going to be able to really bury it anywhere in this organization. You can't send him down. You can't really drop him to the third pairing because you don't have a stalwart guy on that third pairing right now. Are you going to bump John Ludwig out of the lineup? Who's going to go up into the second pairing because you need somebody that has a pedigree to play alongside Eric Carlson? That would be a huge ask for John Ludwig to go from playing in his first handful of NHL games to being staple gun next to Eric Carlson, one of the most volatile defense partners anybody could have in the National Hockey League. So it's an issue. This pairing is not it. They need to find something else out, and I think that lays on Kyle Dubas. I'm not sure Mike Sullivan really has any options, so I'm not going to hold that against Mike Sullivan. He's trying something. He's trying to get something going, and in the meantime, he's at least giving Chris Letang, Marcus Pedersen. That's a, it's a great top pairing for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but they need to figure out what they can do with Ryan Graves, and they need to figure out that third pairing because, yes, I too really like John Ludwig, but also Chad Ruedel on that other side on a night like tonight was getting way too recognizable. Usually, I want to not notice him. I don't want to see number two. Yes, I want him to log his eight, nine, ten minutes of ice time. I don't want to see him. He was jumping up in the play a lot tonight. For the most part, it ended up okay, but the one time it almost ended up in the back of the Penguins net, you don't want him being the guy that's up there making the plays, making the splash plays, and getting on the radar for everybody else. You want him to fade in the background. He didn't do that tonight. He's not been doing that a lot this season. The Penguins need him to be more steady, and they really need to figure out this Ryan Graves situation. It is getting worse and worse by the day, and I said it on Thursday's episode of the Tip of the Iceberg. I just don't understand how somebody can make so many blatant mistakes in the defensive zone is Ryan Graves somebody who uh, Megan Chayka put out today 
the best calendar year of 2023 in a lot of statistical categories. One of the best, in fact, second best on defensive, like shutting down rushes, I believe it was. I don't have it in front of me. It it was Ryan Graves. He must have done a lot of work on that in New Jersey at the end of last season because he has not been great for the Pittsburgh Penguins so far this season. Up next for the Pens, New York Islanders are back in town. This is going to be a very interesting matchup tomorrow night on New Year's Eve, 6 p.m. start time. So make sure you're sitting down a little bit earlier to watch the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Islanders. They're going to look for a lot of a re revenge over that 7 to nothing loss the Penguins handed them on Long Island on Wednesday. It's going to be a huge game for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Can they end the calendar year of 2023 on the right foot? Can they get that third win in a row? They need to start getting winning streaks of three, four, maybe even five games to climb back up into the standings. I do want to just go into the comment section because a lot of you folks have been here for the first 16 minutes of this and wait I don't go live too often so I want to give some shine to those that have joined Rob Harden said Jake Gensel was all over this game he has been all over a lot of games this season Rob he has been extremely impressive for the Pittsburgh Penguins there's a lot of talk now about will he get extended will he get traded it all depends on what the Penguins are able to do in January and February what the future is for Jake Gensel and also the contract stuff that we're not going to really hear too much about. Josh Yoey of The Athletic continues to write that the Pittsburgh Penguins haven't really been saying anything about whether or not they've been dealing with Jake Gensel's agent at this point. So we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But Jake Gensel has been phenomenal all season long. Two points in this one. I believe that puts him at 40 points on the season already. He's just an absolute menace out there for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Him and Crosby, probably the best one-two punch, or at least one of the top one-two punches in the National Hockey League. G-Tot says, Jari need to rest after carrying the pens after another win. He just came off of a rest. He had 11 days off before that New York Islanders game. He goes out there, gets the shutout, doesn't have to face 30 shots, gets two more days off, and guess what? Didn't have to face 30 shots again tonight. 28, 26 saves on 28 shots. So Tristan Jari, I think, should be good to go. He probably isn't going to start tomorrow. They're probably going to turn to Alex Nedeljkovic. Jessica says, Jari and the goalpost saved this game. The goalpost, 100%. Two in the last 10 minutes of play. Tristan Jari did his, his best to keep the Pittsburgh Penguins up in this game, but the post did its best as well. Very lucky for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but sometimes you'd rather be lucky than good. But that's going to do it for this one. Penguins 4, St. Louis Blues 2. Thank you to everybody that has tuned in live on YouTube. Remember to subscribe here on YouTube at Inside the Penguins, or you can find this podcast always right after the game or the day after the game. Anywhere you get your podcast from, just search Tip of the Iceberg, and we'll have everything we need. Nicholas Horwat jumping in here at the last second. Sullivan doesn't seem ready to take Carter out of the lineup anytime soon. I wonder why, Horwat. I wonder why. Jeff Carter has now scored four goals this season in three games, not in three games played, but in the three games that he scored, Pens are 3-0-0, and, and guess what? He's logged the game-winning goal in each and every one of them. Thanks to Horwat for bringing that up here at the end so I can make sure I get that into this game recap. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Iceberg Recap. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube. If you're not already here on the live, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. We'll see you guys next time.